What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to Sam Dunks, the weekly NBA show over at Slapstocks. I'm your host, Sam. We are right around the corner from the NBA playoffs taking off. Uh, certainly, that's going to be an exciting time for us. Now, as we are getting closer, we're getting a better idea of what playoff matchups we can expect. We're also starting to see some standout performances from various players around the league as teams are gearing up for the run into the postseason. Uh, that's giving us a lot to look forward to. And so let's just jump right into it. Ever since Jamal Murray tore his ACL, the Denver Nuggets are 10-4, and four, and they remain one of the hottest teams in basketball. Now, ever since Michael Porter Jr. became a regular starter a couple months before that, back on February 6th, he's been very good. He's averaged 20 points and nearly 8 rebounds per game while shooting with great efficiency from everywhere on an effective field goal percentage of nearly 65%. But... In those 14 games since Jamal Murray went down, Michael Porter Jr. has averaged 25 points per game on an effective field goal percentage of 69.4%. In his games as a starter alongside Murray, he was only averaging 13 field goal attempts per game, but in his last 14 games, he's up that to 16 and a half field goal attempts per game. So the Nuggets have acknowledged that they need MPJ to bear much of the scoring burden, and he's really been rewarding the team for their good faith. Now, last week, I mentioned on the Slab Stocks Weekly Market Update on the Loop app, which is a sports card app that you can find on the App Store or on Google Play, and I'd recommend you go and find that and download it. Uh, but I mentioned on our, my show on the Loop app that it looked like the Nuggets would be in a first-round matchup against the Los Angeles Lakers, which would provide uh, Michael Porter Jr. with the grand stage of a Lakers playoff series to really elevate his profile. Now, of course, things have changed, as has been happening lately. Uh, currently, the Nuggets appear like they'll be facing the Dallas Mavericks, although, again, that's subject to change rather quickly. Regardless, I don't really think it matters at this point. Michael Porter Jr. has proven throughout the season, especially of late, that he is the rare type of pure three-level scorer that just doesn't pop up all that often. Now, the Nuggets are about to have a 26-year-old MVP on their team, flanked by a 22-year-old rookie that's scoring 25 points per game. That's just so rare and so valuable for this Nuggets team in the coming years. Even when Jamal Murray returns next season, you can still expect Michael Porter Jr. to take over that secondary offensive option from Murray full-time, and then it's just off to the races as he continues to improve. So I see really big things coming for the young 22-year-old. Speaking of the Lakers, it's been tough sledding for the Los Angeles Lakers recently, and things really started getting dark over the past week or so. A little over a week ago, Anthony Davis was interviewed and he was absolutely correct when he said, we control our own destiny. We have to start playing with a sense of desperation. Even though we are in the playoffs as of right now, we're not that far from being in the play-in game. So we got to play with a sense of desperation. Uh, the Lakers quickly were just dropping down the standings. They definitely needed to start playing with some urgency. Oh, and then LeBron returned after six weeks to play in two straight losses uh, frustrated LeBron James started calling out whatever peon at the NBA league office came up with the play in tournament. He said, it doesn't matter where we land. That's my mindset. If it happens, we end up sixth or fifth, whatever the case may be, or we end up in the playoff, whatever that thing is, whoever came up with that expletive needs to be fired. 
uh, but whatever. So you know, clearly the frustration boiling over for LeBron James. And then bad news came up next. The next day, Adrian Wojnarowski tweeted out, or actually it was in a story, he said that it is possible that LeBron James could miss more games. James has experienced some trouble making hard cuts and exploding since his return from six weeks on the sideline with the injury, sources said. Uh, so again, just really dark for the Los Angeles Lakers. And things were even getting so dark that even Kyle Kuzma was airing thoughts to the media about what he thought the Lakers should be doing. He said, I wish we could get a little bit more time out there with Mark. That's Mark Gasol. That'd be something that would be pretty good for us for sure. And really, if Kyle Kuzma starts suggesting X's and O's in interviews, things are clearly pretty bad. Now, in the 10 games since Anthony Davis returned from injury, he averaged 20.6 points per game while shooting 23.5% from three, and he shot only 44.6% effective field goal percentage, well below the league average of 54%. On the back of all those miserable performances by their one lone healthy star, the Lakers went 3-10. and 10. They're currently sitting in the seventh seed, and they're slated to be playing the Warriors in the play-in round for the seventh seed. And just a far cry from what we all expected coming into the season. And of course, so much of that is due to injuries to their big two stars. But then, the last two games, Anthony Davis has returned to his usual-looking self. Against Portland in the loss on Friday night, he had 36 points, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, and a block. Shot very well from the field, 56.5% effective field goal percentage, and 2-for-3 from downtown. Uh, really just good stuff all around, even though it was in the loss. It's nice to see him rounding back into form. And then in the big victory over a very good Phoenix team on Sunday night, Anthony Davis went for 42 points. 12 rebounds, 5 assists, 3 steals, 3 blocks. Didn't shoot amazing, but 50% effective field goal percentage from the field. Uh, certainly much better than what he's been doing of late. Now, if a healthy LeBron James returns on Tuesday night against the New York Knicks and Anthony Davis is finally back to cooking like he was in 2019, the 2019-2020 playoffs, well, the Lakers are going to be looking very strong once more. In a minute, we're going to head on over to the Slab Stocks Pro platform so we can take a look at some of these card charts. But before we do, my thought is, if the Lakers are strong heading into the playoffs, and that could really be beneficial in the short term even on some of their card markets. Now, there's a different situation across the country over in Brooklyn where, yes, the Nets' big three have only played seven games together this season, but the assumption in the public all along has been been that once they come playoff time, they're going to be playing together, they're going to be healthy, and they're going to march right through the East. I don't know if that's going to happen, but I think that's what the, the assumption of the public has been all along. Uh, if that's the case, even if they win, even if they march right through the East, I don't think for the Nets they're going to have that catalyzing moment that would help drive some of their card markets upwards. I could be wrong about that again. But the Lakers, they've gone from being the prohibitive favorite all the way down to just being an absolute dumpster fire through the course of the season. In a hurry, they went from being you know, one of the top seeds out West to looking like they were going to be dropping out into the playing round, which I guess right now in the seventh seed, that's exactly where they are, which means with the sentiment on the market shifting so much, it could be the case that once the Lakers get back into form heading into the playoffs, there could be that catalyzing moment which helps drives their markets forward, especially since we're talking about the Los Angeles marketplace, which is just about the biggest in all of sports. Uh, so let's go over to Slab Stocks Pro Platform and take a look at what we can find. 
Pulling up our Slab Stocks Pro dashboard, looking really fine today. Uh, really excited to hope to, to share this with you pretty soon. First, we'll be looking at LeBron's 2003 Tops PSA 10 base rookie. So this is uh, not his, his Chrome rookie. This is just his base rookie. Um, we've seen, looking back over the six month, the past six months, I talked about this a few months ago, a few weeks ago, maybe I guess I lose track of time. Uh, the you know my video on the modern sets are dropping or whatever it is, modern's dead. Uh, that's not the case. If you haven't watched that, go back and watch it. But we see it peaking in the middle to beginning of February. We see quite a few consistent high-end sales in this area here. Uh, and then we've seen it taper off. And this isn't unique to LeBron uh, with his injury. Yeah, you know, we understand that maybe that's playing some sort of role. We also see it with Steph Curry. We see it with MJ. We see it with Kobe. A lot of those high-end, you know, GOAT type of cards, uh, they've all been dropping kind of together. Um, which is understandable. That's just how the market works from time to time. So we've seen this card drop off until the beginning of February. We hit around the $7,000 mark, $680 to $7,000 mark, uh, 6800 6, I should have said, to $7,000 range. Uh, now we've seen it kind of plateau here. It's a you know, baseline of support, which you know clearly most people in the market that are interested in buying this, they're not interested in seeing it go below that set, that that mark. They see it for $7,000, they think that's a good buy for me. Um, with the Lakers potentially ramping back up here, could be a good buy. Plus, it's LeBron James. Uh, we don't really have to know anything more about him. We know that LeBron cards should always have some pretty good long-term value. Uh, looking at the 2012 Prism Anthony Davis Rookie Base PSA 10, looking at the six-month view here on the season, up 34% overall. Uh, and this is what we've seen as we follow the action as the Lakers started the year and, and they looked really hot, the best team in the Western Conference for a good chunk of the season. We saw his cards rising up in value along the way. We see uh, quite a few high-end sales right in this, this span of time here. Well, then early February, Anthony Davis got hurt, and that's where we see... Uh, some of these consistent values in the chart, um, you know, obviously disappointing, and we didn't know what was going to happen. Well, as Anthony Davis starts getting healthy again to to come back uh, from injury, the the prices start increasing, and then we hit the month of April, and the Lakers have just been you know, pretty much terrible in the month of April. Look, pretty dead, eight and twelve overall during the month, and uh, really didn't seem like Anthony Davis was going to come back and change much at all uh, once he got back. If we look up the uh, Anthony Davis Prism Base PSA 10 and then 2003 LeBron 221 and you need the PSA 10 we can compare those slabs looking back over the six months again we just we see the same thing now with both of these we see their current prices uh, quite a bit down from where they have been earlier in the season and uh, a lot of that reflects, again, that most people just probably aren't believing too much in the Lakers at this point. But if you consider the last two games, it seems like LeBron kind of called out his teammates and, and probably was pretty angry in the locker room uh, recently, especially after he got hurt again. Uh, we saw the Lakers come back to life. Uh, Schroeder should be coming back soon. LeBron should be coming back soon. Anthony Davis looks like he's finally healthy. If the Lakers, one of the most 
historically popular teams, not only in basketball, but in all of sports, if they're able to scream back to life just in time for the playoffs and they make a run heading into the playoffs. We know with that huge fan base out there in Los Angeles and really their huge fan base all around the world, Lakers cards are always going to be in demand. So this could present a pretty unique buying opportunity for us. Just on the confluence of, of injuries and disappointment overall, we've seen these two markets really just kind of drop off pre, uh, the past couple of months. If you believe that the Lakers are going to continue you know, kind of just stinking it up and LeBron's just kind of going to quit on the season, as we've seen him do in the past, um, and if we think that Anthony Davis isn't going to be able to right the ship like he did the last two games, well then, you know, there's nothing to see here even with this dip. But if you believe that the low point of the Lakers season is done, and if the last two games are in any, any indication, and all of a sudden the Lakers are potentially pretty much prohibitive favorites in the Western Conference again, uh, then you might be looking at a really unique buying opportunity. Not that uh, we're really looking to learn anything new about Anthony Davis or LeBron James heading into the playoffs. I'm not saying that uh, you know we have doubts about who they are as players or anything like that. But just with everything that's gone on, we've seen the market relax on them. And I wouldn't be too surprised to see it uh, ramp back up with added excitement as the Lakers potentially return to their previous form. Another set I wanted to look at with you is the 2019 Donruss Net Marvels insert set. Uh, notice here we do have it in our database as NBA Hoops. Obviously, that's a mistake, and we will get that changed. Uh, looking at the then Zion Williamson PSA 9 rookie card from the Net Marvels insert set from Donruss, uh, we've seen just an increase right along the way. Going back to the beginning of the season, you know, end of December is when the season started. This card, a PSA 9, went for $208. That's where the value set for a little bit until the next one sold for $255. Well, now on this season so far, we've seen an increase of 150%. The most recent sale ended at $510. So really good increase in value. And again, this is for a PSA 9. Now it is, I think, the perfect card for Zion Williamson. A, it's a rookie. B, awesome insert, you know, kind of a timeless Marvel, you know, comic book type of insert. And it's for the perfect player too, Zion Williamson, you know, just comically strong and, you know, kind of like a superhero on the court, just comical uh, efficiency around the hoop. Um, you know, so I think this card, you're really well positioned in the future, in future years to come uh, with this with this particular card in hand. Uh, we've seen that increase in value, and yeah, maybe we'll see it drop off a little bit as we get into the offseason, but I think long-term, you're going to be pretty well off if you're holding this particular card. Now, while we've seen this increase along the way with Zion's uh, Netmarvel's insert, we haven't seen it with everything. A couple other popular ones historically have been Giannis's. He's another one of those kind of comic book type of players. When the season began, he was sitting at $290 on his PSA 10, so quite a bit down south of, of where Zion's PSA 9 is sitting even. Uh, $290 for his PSA 10. Uh, we saw it up, you know, up a few times on some high-end sales, but generally we've been sitting around the $330 range for the course of the season. Most recent sale, though, ended the other day at $210. Uh, this is the absolute low point of the season so far, as you can tell. We look at Steph Curry's also. I talked about Steph Curry a few weeks ago in my video and how his cards peaked and then uh, they've been on the decline in, in recent months, which doesn't really make a whole ton of sense since Steph Curry's playing out of his mind in some of the best basketball uh, of his career of late. And yet, that's what we've seen in the Net Marvels insert set too. We've seen it drop off from uh, just over $1,000 back in March to now early May, we're sitting at $700. 
uh, pulling up those two cards head to head. Uh, again, we're just seeing the same story. We've seen uh, a couple peaks here and there for both of them, and then generally uh, just dropping off over the past couple of months. Now, if you believe in this set, you might recognize this as a, as a good time to buy. If you don't believe in this set long term, well, then uh, you might just be selling it off. I do. I just bought this uh, Giannis Net Marvels the other day. It's raw, obviously, and I bought it. It's a pretty clean copy. I did buy it because I recognize this to be a good time to buy. I'm only buying it for my personal collection because I'm a huge Giannis fan, uh, so I'm not I'm not worried about it going up in price. I just didn't want to spend more money than I than I wanted to, so I was very happy to see it dropping off recently, and I could could buy that at a much better price for myself. But I really do think that this Net Marvel set, it's going to be one of these timeless sets, uh, you know, just with the popularity of, of, of superhero movies and everything else in recent years and the difference between this particular set compared to every other insert set that we see from all these different brands. Um, it's just a beautiful card and, and really should carry on its value uh, into future years. They brought it back for the 2020 Donruss set, uh, series. So uh, if they are going to keep bringing it back for several years, and this is the first time around, you look at some of the best players in that set. There's Luca, there's Steph, there's Giannis, there's Zion. And I'm, I would not be shy in buying those up if you're able. $210 for a beautiful PSA 10 of Giannis Antetokounmpo, one of the top couple players in the league and and possibly should be winning a, a, a championship hopefully in the next couple seasons that's me speaking as a bucks fan uh again i think it's a pretty good buy so uh looking at this set i i like it all around and i also like it as a buy and back here a couple random notes which might portend good futures in various card markets First, it appears that Pacers' first-year coach, Nate Bjorken, is not long for the job there in Indy. Now, they're nearing the end of an extremely disappointing season. You know, there's been quite a bit of friction on the sidelines recently, and a number of players and team personnel coord coordinated anonymously with Bleacher Report to unveil what's been going on behind the scenes in the locker rooms. Uh, you know, not well-liked at all is the overall sentiment of the piece with regards to their first-year head coach. And honestly, you could tell that something was up with how underwhelming the team has been this year compared to expectations. Now, assuming they make a new hire this offseason, you have to imagine that they'll go with a much more player-friendly coach, which should pay dividends on in the on-court product. You know, there's a lot of good young talent out there in Indy that just hasn't been super investable this year due to the poor overall team play. So my thought is that you can probably head into the offseason operating under the assumption that things will be better next year. I'm looking at guys like Karis LeVert, DeMontis Sabonis, Miles Turner. They should be able to carry this team forward, and I have much higher hopes for next year's roster. And next up, the Boston Celtics. You know, they continue to struggle through a season in which everything that could go wrong has just gone wrong. The big problem for this roster has been the roster makeup. You know, the trade-offs in recent off-seasons with certain free agents departing and then the replacement free agents coming in, it's just left those Celtics with a much weaker and less versatile squad. Now to top it all off, the news just dropped that Jalen Brown is done for the year with a torn ligament in his left wrist. Jalen Brown, who's been one of the lone bright spots in an otherwise un, un, with, in an otherwise forgettable season. I was about to say unforgettable season. No, very forgettable. And we see the that disappointment in the market of the two young stars. You know, Jalen Brown's Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card is down 23% in 2021. Jason Tatum's Prism Silver PSA 10 rookie card is down nearly 31%. 
Now, as disappointing as this season has been for the Celtics, the two Jays are both too young and too good for anyone to write them off heading into next year. But I really believe that this season was a bump in the road for a good young Celtics core. Expect the team to turn it around next year. Obviously, heading into last year's playoffs, everything was ratcheting up right across the board. It seemed like every single young player was reaching an all-time high. Uh, even when they weren't playing, things were still increasing right along the way. Obviously, that wasn't going to continue forever, and many things have taken a drop ever since then. Uh, even getting into the playoffs, most people were trying to capitalize on their, their returns on investment before the offseason, which led to an overall market drop. Nowadays, I still think you can make money but you have to be much more careful with how you're spending it. Heading into this year's playoffs, there should be some teams and some opportunities for you to make money. Yes, even through the playoffs, but if you want to stand pat and not spend any money now, I understand. Heading into the offseason, start making your plans right now because we will see that 40% drop heading into the offseason, and then you can buy up, hopefully, and then capitalize at the beginning of next season. So start making your plans right now, both for the playoffs and beyond. And uh, I hope you do well. So uh, again, thank you so much for all of your time. Really appreciate you taking the time to listen. We'll see you next week.